Hey guys, um, have you ever wanted to not really give a fuck about another person's problems? And have you ever also wanted to uh, feel self-righteous in doing so? Boy, have I got something for you. It's called the power of positivity. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the World According to Kyle podcast. Hey, how's it going, everybody? How are you? It's been a while. I'm planning on uh, making this uh, December to remember with um, multiple podcasts coming out uh, this month in order to catch up on uh, my quota of 12 in a calendar year. Uh I think this will be number 10, and then I got 11, and I'm planning on doing a uh, a greatest hits cut for my 12th. But don't you guys um, find that with, like, this power of uh, positivity movement? I mean, like, I'm always too grounded in reality to believe in anything that is outside of uh, what is really real. Um, but by and large, I find that uh, a large majority of uh, the people involved in these uh, motivational or power of uh, uh, thinking uh, uh, what's possible into reality is it's really just a way to um, to not give a fuck about anybody else's problems besides uh, your own and. Uh, in anybody else's struggle and the people that you affect uh, during that, uh, during those lives, uh, interacting, uh, interacting with each other, like um, I found, like uh, I find it's a, a little, it's a little selfish. It's a little if you have a self-absorbed uh, wor- worldview and you want to um, cut other uh, people out of that, then I guess you can just say. Um, they're uh, negative to uh, what you want to accomplish. But this whole like um, positivity and negativity thing is kind of like, um, so who died and made you the moral arbiter of uh, all that is right and wrong, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> so like, what are you saying that you're... Uh, uh, I know I know that people like to um, uh, deflect uh, what they feel like they are doing and oftentimes I feel like they is like oh like I feel like I'm being the more like I'm uh, judging them for uh, do for doing something but I mean I just look at reality as it is and not try to add any uh, layers of bullshit on it <laughs> you know what I mean uh, and um, I always like. I always find okay if you're you feel like what you're some self righteous person that can uh, uh, be able to um, uh, qualify what is uh, positivity and negativity. Like it's all what it all comes down to is it's just a bunch of horseshit people, and uh, some people uh, um, like that. Some people need motivational. Uh, motivational help motivational speakers they need to be able to uh they need that to be able to get in uh get into the rhythm of um whatever they're doing but that is uh that's simply not me and it's never been me i've always wanted to uh find the truth the truth at all costs which would 
include those that uh, are not are uh, whether they are or aren't beneficial to uh, my end goals and uh, what I want to do with my life. You just gotta kind of accept certain uh, certain truths. Uh, a point at which the uh, anti-vax movement has really um, has really gone beyond at a, a astonishing astonishing rate. Like <clears throat> I'm, and the thing is, like I used to be very uh, libertarian minded. I'm very pro freedom. I think uh, Canada is a place where we give up a little bit too much. Uh, of our freedoms in order to feel um, safe and in order to feel um, uh, like we're somehow better than uh, than America like I think like if we had we need to have I think we need to be competing with America by using the uh, the better um, the better infrastructure the, or the better ideas that America is uh, uh, has in uh, downplaying their more uh, more negative ones, and um, I said it at the beginning of the pandemic that uh, this was a bad look on the on the United States, and uh, and it was kind of just what uh, uh, what didn't need to happen because like I feel like um, uh, uh, Canada is a place that has been um, kind of. Uh, like we need to be competing with America and the way that Canada is um, is structured uh, and the amount of tax money we give away to our government that does very little for with those tax dollars uh, I think that uh, this is kind of a dent in that for the time being uh, for the libertarian movement uh, for the time being but uh, and it really shows like the uh, the pivotal flaw in uh, in um, in that sort of thinking is that um, okay when uh, we have a we have a, a pandemic going around that and there's just enough of a uh, a fragment uh, or a, a fraction of the of the people who are not willing to um, do what they can for to help their fellow man get out of this and. Uh, and really like the you know you see the places with without the without the freedoms and they're the ones who are uh having less 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 deaths less uh less less icu less spread of the virus and admittedly like it's it's a flaw <laughs> i mean i don't think there's any real way of uh of getting around that and there's no real way of uh, uh of sugarcoating that uh, into into something better. Ugh. All right, this world of according to Kyle is uh, not brought to you by uh, Sleeman's OG. Uh, not brought to you by Sleeman's OG. It is nice though. <laughs> I, I am admitting. Uh, I'm recording this on um, at exactly uh, one p.m. one oh one p.m. Uh, on a Sunday, on Sunday, December the 19th, um, football is uh, just about to start, actually. Uh, we're about to get the games fired up, so uh, uh, I apologize if in between these um, these uh, segments that there is uh, the, occasional, um, <laughs> the occasional update of uh, what's guan and... Uh, 
in the world of football. Uh, yeah, so um, uh, back to the uh, back to the um, the thing that has uh, uh, encompassed all of our lives for uh, for the past uh, two years and uh, its geopolitical uh, effects on uh, on what's going on. I mean. Um, one thing I will say is that um, the past, um, I would say the third, the last third of this, uh, the past hundred years has been very much um, um, dominated by the left as opposed to uh, the right in the United States. I mean, uh, if you think about it, so by, it's, let's assuming Biden finishes his uh, uh, four-year term, whatever happens after that happens, but uh, say Biden finishes his first four years, that will have been, so there will have been um, 32 years of presidency, eight of which were legitimate Republican uh, wins. The uh, other four, which the Republicans like, were lucky and they got, they took to court and ended up like they uh, was the Bush uh, second term where he like took the ruling to court uh, with the Al Gore and it was just close enough where they were able, even though Bush didn't technically win, they were still able to uh, get him in office because it was close enough. Uh, so, so if you can, if you consider the direction that. Um, <clears throat> that america is uh, is going in is is it's very uh it's very left uh, they're um not very left but they still have their backbone of freedom is sometimes too much in that uh more than i would like <laughs> that that's for sure uh, uh considering especially uh the recent circumstances uh, but so in America, there have been like eight years of legitimate Republican wins in the past 32. Now, call it 12 because you did end up like, you know, shoehorning uh, Bush in at that frame of time. But I feel like the country's mentality is really uh, is really kind of going in um, in the opposite direction now. It's tough to say for me, like what, uh, how much is too much, but I mean, like we, in Canada, we need to uh, embrace some of the uh, some of the um, uh, uh, framework, some of the framework that America has in order to make our country better and uh, make it more innovative. Like, and uh, you know, we like we need to look at what America is doing. And we need to uh, look at the good things that, that they're accomplishing and go towards that. And uh, I really hope this doesn't uh, linger on too, too much longer. But if it does, I mean, the, Canada might just have to, might just uh, politically pivot in the completely other uh, other direction than it needs to be. Like this past, uh, this past little while, while like the left was kind of... Uh, having more uh say uh, more and more say over what's going on in the united states canada's right should have been uh having a better say in what's going on and you can say harper harper was uh what did harper do to um to uh what did harper do for um 
entrepreneurship in this country? What did uh, Harper do for business? What did he do to uh, reduce red tape? What did he do to reduce taxes? What did he do to uh, to uh, 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 make it make it easier to create a business in in, uh, in Canada? Absolutely nothing. So uh, you know he wanted more. He wanted more red tape. He wanted more government intervention he wanted uh he he wanted all those things this is not uh so uh you know canada had a had a a definite wasted opportunity uh with harper to um uh to make canada uh more friendly for business and a better place for uh businesses to uh to do business and be uh you know canada what we need to do is we need to start creating these uh these um life-changing ideas and these uh these um these uh life-changing things that people use on a day-to-day basis like the way I see it is that, and shout out to Time Magazine for uh, having Elon Musk as their person of the year, but, uh, you know, Canada needs to create guys like Elon Musk. We we need to do that uh, right now. And any, I will, here, I'll reverse it this way, is any system that doesn't, uh, that doesn't create Elon Musk's compared to a system that, is able to create Elon Musk's is an inferior <laughs> system, you know, and um, and it's kind of a, a little disappointing that uh, you're seeing so everybody try to do what Elon Musk is doing. Um, I w- you know what I would do, and this would be like the biggest like uh, uh, entrepreneur slash philanthropist uh, philanthropo. Uh, pivot in like the history of like of uh of of like uh uh, money (laughs) of like entrepreneurship but if i was jeff bezos i would instead of fucking going into space man i would try and discover everything that's going on in our oceans like the amount that of uh the amount of um, area that uh, the oceans uh, take up and for us to know as little as we do I mean, like I'm seeing these, um, I'm seeing these uh, documentaries. You know, the David Attenborough uh, narrated uh, do- documentaries about uh, the ocean and like about like man, like everybody's so fucking concerned with uh, with with seeing uh, aliens in outer space. There are aliens in the fucking ocean. We have not seen uh, a lot of the species. We've discovered like. Uh, we have we haven't even discovered 99% of the abyssal plain so the the biggest thing i would do if i was an entrepreneur i would take a total pivot on this or if i was like a you know billionaire uh, i would take a total pivot on this and i would go uh, instead of going you know concede that elon has got outer space on lock <laughs> cuz uh, you know he's got the he's got the resources to really uh, really um, blow anybody else out of the water so uh elon's elon's got those like uh uh elon's got space on lock right now okay and somebody might but you have such a head start because no one's giving a fuck about the (laughs) oceans right now you should get uh uh if i was jeff bezos i would get like a fucking uh fleet of like these um um 
what do you call them? Like the um, the uh, Alvin uh, submarines, where they're what they're using, like the um, robotic uh, 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 submarines that they're using to uh, explore the explore the. I would get just fleets of those. Have those fucking uh, uh, studying every every uh, you know every meter every uh, every foot of uh, of the oceans and figuring out what the fuck is down there because some of that shit can be like uh, uh, can contribute to who knows cancer uh, uh, cancer um, vaccines or you know something that could really like uh, really um, really help uh help people uh and uh that could aid scientific discoveries and uh discovering um some sort of medicines or or uh something who knows we don't know we don't know what the fuck is down there these <laughs> these uh fish that they're they're finding down there are the for all intents and purpose purposes are aliens to us they're pretty much aliens except they can actually like we can actually see them <laughs> and travel to them uh which who knows like maybe there might be aliens in outer space but who knows can they get here can we ever get there is that a possibility is uh it, it seems like you know hundreds of light years away seems like a lot of fucking time <laughs> seems like a lot of fucking time seems like anybody would be dead by the time they uh they uh they arrive at another uh galaxy or universe that's unless um they have those um was it teletransporters or whatever that's if you don't die while you're inside the fucking uh the fucking thing so yeah um that's uh you know that's something that uh i think uh somebody's got to um that that's the opening somebody's got to kind of uh take and, and and run with you know zuckerberg seems to uh be running with the ai the artificial intelligence uh who knows what the fuck jack dorsey's doing he's probably going on some sort of uh meditative yoga fucking trip out of no uh, and fucking med- like who knows what he's doing but uh, in inventing um you know life-changing solutions he's inventing more problems uh elon musk has got outer space fucking on lock you know why don't you just fucking like you're not gonna i'm sorry you're not gonna compete with elon like (laughs) like (laughs) elon is uh and time got it right and that elon is the most important person in our time and he uh and the only way you would have you you can compete with that as if you did the biggest pivot in uh, entrepreneurship history and went for the and went for the Earth instead of the outer space, but still, you, even if Elon makes us a uh, uh, outer space civilization, he's still probably got it. But if you make Earth like as if you you know c- uh, cure the woes, some of the woe if you, what you do leads to curing some of the woes of the of the planet, you will always be seen in very. Uh, in very high re- high regard um so yeah you know it's neither here nor there but that's uh that's what i would do if i was a, a multi-billionaire uh entrepreneur who <laughs> uh, i think i'm letting my uh, imagination uh, run away a little too a, a little too much right now Anyway, the football games did start, did end up starting. Not much, uh, 
not much happening um yeah that's the reason i kind of did it uh this uh this uh early is because i wanted to sit down and watch my bangles um watch my bangles do their do their thing um uh on uh for they're playing at uh the later slate of the afternoon games so uh i kind of wanted to do hammer out this podcast while uh the earlier slates going on it's been a very um been a very finicky uh year for me and um i've been like betting a lot less like i still got the chargers ticket i used to do DraftKings every week but i feel like this is kind of like a very um transitory uh uh year for uh for football um because like uh you're kind of like the the old guard is finally uh getting out of uh getting out of town and uh now we don't really know what this new guard is gonna bring along whether it's going to bring about um uh who is gonna be the cream of the crop in uh in in the new uh in the new nfl um so i feel like it's a i i want to feel things out um oh so update on my uh on my uh, <laughs> uh, uh, $500 bet, I bet uh, uh, here. So here's an update. I bet someone $500 that the Ravens wouldn't make the Super Bowl for two years. That the Ravens would not make the Super Bowl for a two-year period. And so far, you know, I'm okay with that. Uh, I'm okay with that bet still. So, um, so that's uh, you know, that's something I don't mind. I, I don't mind having that. Um, Maybe I'm a little more like I, you know, I thought the Ravens kind of would uh, would have imploded uh, by now, May, but I mean, overall, I feel like it's kind of a fair place to be. I'm in a, you know, I'm in a. Uh, I don't hate the position that I'm in. That's for sure. Uh, you know, I, t- I, I highly, highly doubt the Ravens can. Uh, they will have to win win the AFC to get the. Um, to get the uh, buy uh, in order to make it to the Super Bowl, I, almost, I do not see the uh, fucking uh, the the Ravens Ravens railing off four in a row without getting exploited uh, somehow at some point. Damn this! Um, this is pretty good. Um, the Sleeman original. Um, normally, I've been um, I'm a big fan of. Uh, Sleeman Tony Brown. Usually when I uh, usually when I get uh, <coughs> I get uh, Sleemans, that uh, I usually go with the the Honey Brown um, Honey Brown variety. Uh, I find it's just a little more flavor uh, a little more flavorful, and uh, every now and then I get that. I've seen uh, I was at Walmart though. Not gonna lie, they didn't have the greatest selection and. Uh, felt like a felt like a Sleeman's uh, afternoon so it's, it's it's pretty good it's I'm not gonna lie I just had to finish that off crack open an, another one all right so yeah um uh football uh my uh my bet um yeah i'm not worried officially still not worried <laughs> we'll see um 
We'll see in a couple weeks. We'll see when the playoffs uh, get started. It seems pretty wide open. Like it's not like um, I would say it's not uh, like I would say anybody uh, can get a, can get out of the AFC. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if anybody got out of the AFC, but for the Ravens to like kind of put pull it all together and uh, Lamar to have uh, such good games where he's not going to be able to get exploited uh, for his passing deficiencies that uh, I feel pretty good about my bet. And next year, next year's the big year though. I feel like the Ravens really, um, really went to ham in the preseason. <laughs> like, you know, really wanted to get this uh, preseason win record. Uh, and they got the win record, but uh, J.K. Dobbins uh, was a sacrifice that ended up uh, getting made uh, in the pursuit of uh, that preseason win record. <laughs> um, so I felt like uh, maybe things might have been a little bit different had uh, J.K. Dobbins uh, uh, been at the helm, uh, you know. At uh, and I, you know what I think, like. Um, uh, this it provided a good segue for me to uh, talk about um, where experts are uh, are getting it wrong. Um, like, like for all the, I think like two teams that m- messed up, and this is you know kind of a it might be a captain hindsight sort of thing, but I mean it turned like I mean we're looking at the results now and uh, and. Uh, and uh, where the failings of the analytics crowd, there are two. Uh, there are two scenarios here that uh, that that two teams that messed up big time, buying into the analytics uh, crowd in uh, in the in the two thousand and one NFL draft. Now those two teams were, in my opinion, the uh, Bills and the 49ers. Now, um, the 49ers is the most obvious one. Uh, the 49ers is they had their eye on uh, Mac Jones. And, uh, you know, I, I was saying Lance. I was saying Lance. And Lance has looked good at times when he's been out there. And uh, he's still incredibly young. And he can do a lot of things. And the ideal version of him uh the idealized version of uh trey lance in the kyle shanahan system will be absolutely incredible uh, but um you know you know shanahan was leaning towards this guy right away and uh yeah and you know because i was leaning to uh lance that would that would have been my pick but i mean i feel like the analytics crowd kind of gave uh gave Shanahan maybe a harder time than he should and caused him to uh maybe overthink his <laughs> his draft pick because uh and uh I genuinely think he uh he he did not want to look bad and uh ended up uh taking uh taking the analytics pick uh instead of what he truly wanted to do because if he you know did what he truly wanted to do and he got uh Mac Jones and you know, Mac Jones didn't uh, didn't blow you away, but he also didn't really have any um, glaring deficiencies. Um, yeah, like uh, he, he he didn't really have, and he he reminded you know who who, uh, who Mac reminded me a lot of. Mac reminded me a lot of Ben Roethlisberger. 
uh, when he when he first came into the league, you know, like uh, a very uh, very thick frame, um, pretty pretty athletic, uh, and can turn it on in the in uh, in the right times uh, when he when he needs to. Now, so that was the that was the number one the number one mistake. And regardless of what uh, uh, what anybody says thus far, it was it was an error. Now we can. Uh, we can we can have a debate about uh, picking uh, Lawrence and maybe like, uh, 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 but I mean I still think Lawrence has all the tools and uh, Lawrence like like Lawrence is as far as a physical uh, quarterback uh, and being uh, like his arm his body his uh, speed like I would still take him number one <laughs> uh, in uh, in in that draft. Um, and uh, we'll see, like Jacksonville, what you got to take into account right now is that Jacksonville is this is a fucking ground up man. Like they Jacksonville had an exodus uh, from from what they once were. Like they're a shill of what they used to be that got them to the uh, conference uh, championship that one year when they played New England and they were up on them and they ended up uh, and they ended up. You know, Brady ended up Brady, them, <laughs> and uh, they are a shill of what they uh, of what they were, and their offense. They have okay some weapons, but their offense is not is not uh, is not adequate. It's like a bottom third of the league type of offense. So I mean, like you can only do is that Foreman going in for a touchdown? Oh, did he did he get it? Oh, I have Foreman on my fantasy team. I don't think it was Foreman, actually. I think it was uh, Williams, some somebody else. Okay. Whew. Hopefully For- Foreman will uh, come punch that shit in. <laughs> okay, so uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, the fuck-ups in the, in the draft. Yeah, like, so clearly Kyle Shanahan seen something in... Uh, in uh in in mac that uh you know i i like i own uh debo samuel so uh you know that would have been i felt like uh uh a lot better for debo had uh because mac would have been a plug and play but i mean i think i think shanahan like with lance can like in lance lance's athleticism i think like i think you know We'll see how he is. We'll see how he is next year. Um, we'll see how he is next year. But um, uh, you know, it could be. Uh, uh, it could have turned out to be the right play. But I think you know, Shanahan shouldn't have. Uh, if he was genuinely thinking Mac Jones, he should just go with you. Go go with your gut. Your gut is telling you something for a reason. And, uh, you know, that reason was being he's probably seen uh, how Mac Jones is operating the uh, uh, Alabama offense and thinking, hey, my offense is a little bit uh, is a little bit similar to this. Oh, Trevor Lawrence in the red zone. He handed off to uh, Robinson. He gets stuffed second and 10 from the 11. Uh, and so he clearly he saw something he saw like maybe like uh, my uh, my um, the guys that I have are kind of similar to like you know we got some speed guys and uh, and um, <clears throat> it, and seeing how Mac Jones operated that in Bama with uh, with with those uh, fast guys and uh, like hey that that would have been 
<laughs> I think uh, um, a lot of San Fran fans that were complaining about he better not pick Mac Jones have to eat some crow on uh, on, on on what happened here. And uh, you know, I would Trevor Lawrence play action goes back. Oh, just over the head. He was of um, of Marvin Jones third down, but. Uh, he was covered. He's he, he was uh, someone was plastered all over him. I don't even know who's um, the who's the interim for uh, Jacksonville. I don't even know who's coaching right now. A little over the head of uh, Marvin Jones. Um. So uh, okay, so the other team in uh, in my mind that um, that messed up the draft and maybe they might not. Uh, Okay, wait here. I want to watch this last um, Jags play. They handed it off inside handoff to uh, oh, so now be fourth in the yard and a half. Oh, and they're they're giving it a big spot, so it'll be fourth and three. They probably kick a field goal. Uh, maybe they go for it. I don't know. Uh, Urban would probably kick the field goal there. Tennessee, Tannenhill, quarterback sneak, touchdown. Tennessee's up seven nothing on Pittsburgh. Uh, Jets are up ten nothing uh, on uh, the Dolphins. The the fish. <laughs> uh, I also have another bet going on with uh, another one of my buddies. Okay, that so here's the bet that oh they are going for it on fourth. No, they took a timeout. Jaguars. So here's a bet that I made with uh, with my other uh, buddy uh, that. Um, so I liked Burrow and he liked Tua uh, coming out of um, coming out of college, right? Ooh, Trevor Lawrence with a pretty pass to Dan Arnold. That's what uh, was that Arnold or no Oshaganasi? Uh, that was what kind of uh, got them downfield. But I had a bet with my buddy Tua versus Burrow in their second year. Okay, uh, and. Um, so we did it. So there was two categories that you could win each week. The first category was uh, fantasy points. The second category was wins or losses. And so we would go through each week and go W L W L, and whoever wins, whoever wins the most weeks, injuries, injury weeks don't count. Whoever wins uh, the most weeks is uh, the winner of two hundred dollars. So. Uh, it's probably closer than I want it to be <laughs> right now, but I think Burrow's definitely been crushing it in the stats compared to compared to Tua. So I think if we can kind of like, uh, I think if I can kind of like hedge with, um, if I if I could kind of go like fifty fifty with the uh, uh, wins or losses, that Burrow definitely has. I would hope seventy five percent or more of the uh, of the fantasy games. Uh, so I'm gonna go through that next week, and uh, we'll see. Kind of, uh, ooh, Saquon with a big run, nice. Good to see. Uh, good to see Barkley back. You know. Uh, so yeah, we'll see what uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, but uh, next week, we'll next week I'm going to. Um, okay, never mind. The, never mind all that. I'm going off on a tangent. So. Uh, the other big mistake of the 2021 draft was, I believe, the Buffalo Bills not selecting uh, 
okay, either one of two things is that they drafted a little bit after Pittsburgh, but they could have offered Pittsburgh a deal where they could have drafted Najee Harris. Uh, ooh, Jets almost intercepted to uh, <laughs> Jets are all over uh, the fucking Dolphins. So, uh, uh, okay, so I think Bills could have either done a deal where they uh, got Najee from Pittsburgh because we all knew Pittsburgh had their eye on Najee. So we feel Bills could have worked a deal where they got Najee or they should have just drafted Javante fucking Williams at them. Oh, Saquon, nice pickup of uh, first. They should have drafted Javante Williams. Imagine, like, I think a lot of Bill's problems right now are that they don't have a fucking power running game. And the analytics crowd is, oh, yeah, you know, get a skill position player. Man, imagine uh, Javante Williams right now as a head running back of the uh, of the Buffalo Bills. Instead of draining Josh Allen of all the, you know, to have Javante as a checkdown option and to have Javante to hammer it up the middle and take the lead in that uh, in that running back core is exactly what the Bills are missing right now. And, um, you know, uh, Rousseau is fucking great, but, I mean, he's not impacting, he's not making Josh Allen be able to have the Buffalo Bills as a team that can fucking... Uh, that can that can hurt you as and it can use its weapons to 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 score points at will if they need to, and uh, I think that was a big missed opportunity. And like I think I think that um, no one wants to seem like uh, the butt of the uh, jokes of the analytics guys. Man, they keep fucking feeding Saquon. This is nice to see, man. Good for fucking Saquon, man. Good to see him fucking bounce back, man. Uh, so, but man, like, what the Buffalo Bills are trotting out there at running back is not acceptable. <laughs> and like, you know, who knows how much of a negative effect that is? What's happening on uh, on um, their pa- their passing game? I mean, because when you don't have the threat of the play action. All of a sudden, if you got a decent running back, you got a thread of a play action, and that just like makes you so less, uh, so less uh, uh, one-dimensional than uh, than uh, than if you just like if they know they can just they don't have to, if that's something they straight up just don't have to worry about. And the Buffalo, I think Buffalo really missed an opportunity there to. Um, oh, Jacksonville did end up kicking the. Uh, kicking the field goal so i think yeah buffalo really missed an opportunity there to uh because i thought javante was just a, a, he was just as uh you know if there it was a one oh man jacksonville special teams blows the fucking kick return houston's gonna run it back oh oh god oh poor jags poor jags <laughs> So if uh, okay, so wow, uh, Jacksonville is playing Houston here. So fucking uh, Jacksonville. So this is uh, getting crazy for the uh, for the first draft pick. Uh, sorry if you're getting some feedback through my microphone, but this uh, I'm opening up my phone right now to uh, to check out uh, the draft um, the draft order right now. Okay, so. Right now, uh, tank shout out tankthon.com slash NFL. Right now, the Detroit Lions are in the number one draft uh, position. Uh, the number one draft position with Houston because Detroit has one win, 
11 losses and one tie. And Houston has two wins and 11 losses. And Jags have two wins and 11 losses. But Jags are playing fucking Houston right now. <laughs> and so one of them is going to have three wins. So if... Uh, so all Detroit has to do is lo- so lose out. And uh, so... Jets have three wins, and they're up right now. So that, that that would kick them out, kind of. But, okay, so here's here is a theoretical... Right now, and right now, lines are up, actually, on the Cardinals. So <laughs> take this with a fucking huge grain of salt. Um, but, okay, so right now, uh, theoretically, uh, the Lions could end up with the uh, number one draft pick. So let's kind of uh, get our fucking uh, get our psychic hats on for a moment, real quick. And uh, who might be the number one draft pick? Could it be? Oh, there's this Michigan guy, Hutchinson, uh, Aiden Hutchinson of uh, the Michigan Wolverines. So if all kind of, and I think this is not set. This is not set. I think like uh, there's uh, Kayvon Thibodeau uh, of Oregon who is kind of 1A and 1B for the top spot in the 2022 draft right now. But, I mean, as far as I can see, Hutchinson's numbers are better. You would want Hutchinson. Like, unless something happens where uh, uh, at the bowl games, then you would. I think you would pretty much want Hutchinson over, uh, over um, Thibodeau. Uh so could we could theoretically have Detroit and so this Hutchinson guy is from Michigan too he's from Plymouth he's from Plymouth fucking Michigan bro so we could like this could be like the the fit the, the biggest of all uh fits that like and Detroit is also picking 24th in the 2022 draft from the LA Rams pick that's currently slated to be uh to be 24th so man uh, if I'm the Lions, <laughs> I'm trying to fucking lose these games. They better find a way to lose. They're up. They're up three nothing. They need to find a way to lose this fucking game. Uh, uh, because I would re- because they have a one tie. Which if they got to uh two, if they got to two wins, then they would have the leg up on uh on whoever is at two wins between Houston or Jacksonville. I would feel like you would rather have uh, you would hope Jacksonville wins this game, and then I think Houston has a better shot of railing off uh, a win. So uh, a lot can happen, man, and, uh, uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, how uh, to next year's draft already because of uh, because the uh, the implications are massive for this Michigan game with Georgia, um, and you know what. Um, credit where credit is due. I've been kind of a a little bit of a Harbaugh hater. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I've been um, highly critical of a lot of the uh, a lot of his play calling and a lot of his uh, techniques in uh, end at end of the game um, end of the game uh, situations. But you know. Winning does really cure everything, <laughs> and right now, you know, I think, uh, you know, if Harbaugh was kind of playing his cl- cards close to the vest, and uh, if he was waiting till he had that right fucking situation, and right now, man, 
I cannot think of a fucking game with more implications for the dynamics of how college is go- college football is going to go in the future than this Michigan uh, Georgia game because Georgia has been such a uh, powerhouse uh, SEC their blue chip program that has been dominating recruiting and has had their uh you know if not for uh if fucking uh tua doesn't come in and convert that fucking uh and get that fucking miracle for bama you know uh we're talking we're probably talking about georgia as the up-and-coming powerhouse in the sec um oh detroit got a touchdown 10 nothing St. Brown, Amon Ross, St. Brown, nice, nice, nice pass by Goff. And so, yeah, if I'm, um, uh, so Harbaugh, you know, winning really uh, does cure everything. And um, if Harbaugh was playing his cards close to the vest, like he he has coached a. Uh, he has coached some terrific football this year, uh, and uh, you know they dropped one, but that was okay. You know Michigan State's got a really, uh, really good team, and it was it wasn't the worst game to to drop. Um, so what I mean, we'll we'll see, man. This uh, this Georgia like in Michigan. The thing with Michigan is that they are pumping out NFL talent, man. They are fucking. Uh, 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 like these guys that come from Michigan are NFL ready. Harbaugh is, uh, you know, he's uh, he's got these guys, uh, he's got these guys buying into what he's doing. He's just like I just worry about him on the offensive end sometimes and getting a little too um, a little too vanilla in his uh, in his play calling. But like I said, man, he's really stepped up. And, uh, you know, maybe he's going to make me eat some crow. I don't have any money on him to not win. He's, uh, I've got fucked over a lot betting Michigan to, to win and been really disappointed in his butt, in his play calling sometimes. But, 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 winning fucking cures everything. <laughs> it really does. It really does. And uh, the implications of uh, this uh, Michigan-Georgia game on the college football landscape are absolutely massive. Uh, there's really no uh, no denying that. Um, I expect Alabama to win against Cincy. Uh, that would be equally, um, equally as uh, crazy. Imagine if Cincy ends up... Uh, ends up putting down oh my god oh my god uh you know with all this uh conference realignment uh it's been kind of crazy uh but i mean i think if we get at the end of it if we get uh two major conferences and uh like a tier three like a so say we'll have like the uh we'll have like the um We'll have the Big Ten and Pac-12 and Big East uh, amalgamation, whatever they're calling themselves, I don't know. And then we'll have the SEC, and uh, then we'll have kind of like a Division Three. So instead, uh, the where it's like ever, and we'll have Division Four also. I think I think there'll still be Division Four teams, but I think that's kind of the next logical step with how to uh, 
with how to have two main because uh, that way if you have like a division three then it's just like if a team in the division three like goes perfect you know they're still playing probably pretty good games like it's like uh they're uh so they're pro uh, you know they're and have all of the and have literally all the games open to them because you never know where you're gonna get the next college football uh powerhouse you know north dakota state uh is a good uh is a good program uh notre dame uh like uh uh, Liberty is good sometimes. Like so, you, uh, the Wyoming can be good. Like it's like you never know where you're gonna get the next. Uh, so if you have like two major conferences and then like a third conference as like a, uh, uh, you know, uh, one that isn't one of the mains, but you can like it still has a lot of uh, talent uh, out there. That that's probably the best. The best option uh, for college football in this um, era of uh transfer portals in uh nil man tua is fucking throwing up some goddamn beach balls right now <laughs> like holy shit if 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 jets beat uh beat dolphins and tua has like a really shitty statistic game i like my i definitely like my odds uh of winning uh of winning that bet that i got with uh with buddy but yes like i said um I'm definitely having to eat some crow on uh, on uh, on my Harbaugh hate, and uh, and I'm happy to <laughs> I'm happy to eat it. Uh, uh, you know, I'm happy for uh, you know, as you well know, I you know grew up in the Windsor area, and I have some a lot of friends that are big diehard Michigan fans, and you know, I'm like. Uh, um, I'm not a diehard fan. Um, you know, I like Michigan when they're doing good. I want to root for Michigan. I want them to do good, but I just can't love them uh, if they if I, if it doesn't look like they have their shit together. You know, uh, I have to I I have to root for a team that uh, that is good. But it's good to see that they got their shit together. You know, my my buddy's so hardcore that. Uh, you know he like ha, like just is repulsed by the idea of anything uh to do with ohio and you know i love me some ohio uh i love me the cincinnati Bengals. you know i <clears throat> you know i love me like uh uh i love me uh ohio buckeyes uh sometimes you know like it's a <laughs> i mean you know I, w- I wouldn't go quite that far as to as to openly uh openly hate things from ohio but uh you know it's good to see michigan doing good and like ohio had a definite definitely had a chance to uh to uh take over the college football landscape but uh you know they hitched their wagon to guys who weren't joe burrow (laughs) and uh ellis ellis and uh and fucking coach o coach oh I don't know if you guys heard that. If you guys heard that, let me know. It was kind of uh, uh, it was from the feed. Uh, I think I think I got my. I, I think that was just through my earphones. But it was uh, it was a little bit of the feed from the football game before I got the chance to mute it. Uh, so. Uh, so yeah, I mean it's good to see Michigan do good. I mean Ohio State had their chance, uh, had their chance to like. I think we're waiting for the next like uh, uh, 
and maybe Bama just stays a powerhouse, but we're definitely waiting to see who's going to be the the number two competitor uh, to uh, to Bama um, going forward. So that's kind of that's what well, we kind of went on a huge uh, a huge tangent of uh, of sports there, but uh, you know. Uh, we I didn't have a sports uh, talk last week because uh, uh, I had my buddy Daniel uh, over and uh, he was uh, with me and I didn't want him to kind of feel like a, a fish out of the water and have you know just talk about a bunch of sports things that uh, weren't really um, weren't really uh, you know what he uh what he could offer anything anything on because <laughs> you know i'm a i'm a big sports head but uh we're i think we're gonna i'm gonna have daniel drop by next week if he's if, if he's available and um and we'll have some uh I'll, i'm gonna have him bring up some discussions because he's like kind of like a you know he's got a he's got a lot of um uh opinions and a lot of uh, a lot of uh, stuff that he does it's very like kind of mainstream like he could come up with some good mainstream topics like he's got his ear to what's like cool what's like hip and what's going on whereas like I'm more like off on my own thing like I don't care <laughs> I don't care about what's like well what's cool like he, he you know he's got like some he's got good a lot of good like uh, uh, a trend value to uh TWA 2K. Oh, Trevor Lawrence with a dime to uh, to Jones Jr. So they got third down and two, uh, and they're inside the ten of Houston. It's kind of sad right now that it's like, what is it like uh, week fifteen, and I'm like tankathon, <laughs> and I'm on like tankathon watch. Uh, all right, what else is going on? Uh, okay, let's have a look. Let's do a little uh, crypto corner uh, segment right now because I have some. Uh, I, I should update because I made uh, some moves in my uh, in my portfolio. Uh, so I did. Uh, so everything's still the same. Um, I think the last time I left off, I let you know that uh, my my. Uh, I think Jack's Jack's picked up first down. That my uh, crypto holdings are uh, XRP is my number one uh, holding. My number two holding is HBAR, and my number three holding is Safe Moon. And it's a pretty seventy-five, you know, twenty-five um, split of um, of those. Um, so uh, there's that has still remained the same, except. Um, I added another. Uh, I added added a, so whereas before, uh, Safe Moon would have been a ten percent. Safe Moon still ten percent, but I added a five percent. So I added so let's say XRP. XRP is like uh, two thirds. XRP is two thirds of my uh, of my holdings, and the other thirty three percent is you know ten percent Safe Moon. Uh, five percent this one that i'm gonna tell you that i just uh bagged up on and uh the remaining so, so the remaining uh uh what would it be like 15 percent is uh, h bar so we got um so xrp number one h bar number two safe moon number three and this one that i recently added that uh 
I feel is uh, is going to be is going to be important going forward. And I uh, I didn't want to not have it. Um, Jacksonville going for it. They're probably going to hand it off here first and goal. Hand off to Robinson. Touchdown Jags. Fourteen to ten Houston. So this other um, this other one that I have the five percent uh, on is uh, Zinfin, uh, aka XDC, and uh, still really cheap. Um, it's only eleven cents uh, per uh, per token. Um, so I had to bag up on that. Um, I got uh, so I got a five percent holding on uh, on that as well because I think. Uh, and I think all of these, besides Safe Moon, are kind of uh, gonna pop at the same time. Um, now, recently, the after the dip in the market, uh, H bars actually recovered quite nicely, and they've had a lot of uh, a lot of uh, positive uh, news coming out of uh, coming out of H bar. Um, the stress testing of their systems at over two thousand transactions per second has looked like it has looked like it's been flawless and uh so like uh i wouldn't want to not have any h bar <laughs> right now h bar is like such a uh web three web 3.0 um uh good coin to have but so um it's a so my portfolio consists of those four coins right now safe moon is kind of like my uh my meme coin uh, it's my like uh kind of uh you know sh y y there's no real there's no reason why there's no like i don't think it's the future but i think it's just a great uh a great coin that with great tokenomics uh that people are going to just fall in love for uh and the um and hopefully because I've been seeing a lot of people post this, sh this shit that's really disheartening on uh, on uh, Safe Moon uh, subreddits that they want to stop the burn and like I'm like I don't even want to stop the burn for like another five years. It's not even like I mean part of what's gonna make one guy actually said to me he actually suggested that nobody cares about the price of safe moon they just want the reflections and that the reflections are what you should care about not the price which is absolute horseshit and i understand the value of the reflections and like getting like man that's why i love i love safe moon i love getting these reflections but i mean the burn is just as important like the burn is what is causing this bottleneck and like how the price fluctuated and like i think safe moon can like hit all-time highs again very soon like very very soon uh it and uh, in probably less than a year, it will pass. It will pass its all-time high. Because, but that's because of the bottleneck effect on uh, the uh, burn and liquidity pool. And people need to come to this realization that the the longer we wait, the longer we wait as a community to hold off this uh, this um, the stoppage of the burn, the better. Uh, keep burning one million coins. That's a fuck. That's so. Imagine one million coins. <laughs> like how valuable Safe Moon would be. Uh, we would be trading at a thousand dollars a coin minimum. We'd be trading at minimum a thousand dollars a coin right now if uh, if we got if we got down to that. 
I just, I just sometimes I think people sell out. Like we, like Safe Moon, I think really has a chance to do something great, and Safe Moon has a chance to, uh, Safe Moon has a chance to do something extraordinary if they have the balls to do it. If they have the balls to do it, and I heard somebody say that uh, the uh, coin, like at the current burn rate, will um, eventually go to zero, and that's impossible because so we started with one quadrillion before the V two migration, and we burned uh, close to five hundred uh, five hundred billion. Okay. Or trillion, sorry. We clo- we uh, burned close to five hundred trillion, so we almost burned half of the total uh, total supply. So, if we if we burn half the total supply after that half, it's still going to be ha- like. And those numbers are high because, like, when Safe Moon first started, it had a lot of hype. There was a lot of like, uh, there was there was uh, you know uh, a a lot of um, pump pumping going into safe moon and a lot of people bought it at higher prices than they probably should have because you know they fomoed into uh into safe moon uh i did not uh <laughs> my some of the average prices that these guys are hodling at compared to me are are in but i mean i would still hodl i would just buy down i mean what people don't um what people aren't anticipating is that they're, or what people aren't doing is that they're not buying at the floor. They'll spend a 10k on a bag that's like, you know, that's you know valued. Instead of spending 1k here, 1k there, limiting your, uh, you don't know. Like, if you were buying Safe Moon at like 500, like, and you spent like you know tens of thousands of dollars, like I mean, you could have spent like a few thousand dollars and seeing oh hey maybe this isn't the top right so i had to uh so you know i had a very disciplined and patient uh buying approach especially when it came when it came to the safe moon exposure that i had uh but that being said i mean you uh like this is gonna be a project where in the next five years it is going to make people fucking millionaires um and the and you're gonna want and you're gonna want some because soon it's gonna be expensive. I I, I just uh, I just have a feeling uh, it the, that like it's gonna pass its all time high very soon, very soon. So that's my crypto corner. I mean, um, nothing. Uh, I will say. Oh, I did I did migrate to. Uh, v2 from v1 safe moon and everything went well um there was one issue though um i was uh using a uh a galaxy phone uh android system let me know if you guys have had these issues before also uh where so i uh i have i had before my safe moon on a trust wallet and uh I went through the steps that uh, they that uh, one of the Safe Moon uh, devs um, uh, laid out, and it said, "Okay, connect your wallet to uh, connect your trust wallet to uh, this site." And I tried to, and it wouldn't work. So I had to move my coins over to um, to the Safe Moon wallet uh, in order to uh, complete the transaction. So I did. 
But I, what I didn't realize is that if you don't have your seed phrases uh, uploaded from the trust wallet, that they charge a 2% fee if you're moving from the trust wallet to the safe, the safe moon wallet. So um, watch out on that. Uh, if you guys have V1 coins, if you guys have, uh, have V1 coins, make sure that, that you're, um, that, um, just try everything you can to get them going through trust wallet. And if you, if you open up a safe moon wallet, then, uh, what I didn't do right away was import my seed phrases from my trust wallet in order to make it, uh, in order to make it, um, uh, make both because i never want to put my seed phrases in somewhere and uh multiple places in case they get hacked or something you know so that was kind of my understanding of why i didn't uh why i didn't import my uh my seed phrases um anyways that's it guys uh i'm gonna continue along uh with my football watching uh just a quick TWA2K. I am going to have one uh, going on next week. Uh, a Christmas, a TWA2K Christmas special. I'll make sure to bring uh, to bring my eggnog. And uh, and uh, so I'll see you guys then. Hope you guys enjoyed. That was the World According to Kyle podcast. Take care, y'all.